Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week we're talking about memory and the stories of the Bible and its effect and hold on us as we move through the life of faith. A reading from the Psalms, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Please be seated. <clears throat> Memory is kind of a, a funny thing. It defines who we are. What we remember sort of shapes how we understand and perceive the world, right? And it's our memories that help us form the story that we create to, to understand our lives and our place in the world. And I think that's why when we encounter people who, who are suffering from diseases that take away their memory, it seems even more terrible than other physical ailments because to be robbed of our memory is to be robbed of our very identity, to have ourselves taken away. And I was talking to a friend of mine, a colleague this week, and, and we were talking about um, people who've, who've suffered memory loss. 
And we were talking about it in the context of the 23rd Psalm. Now, Psalm 23 is probably the most famous of all psalms. It has sort of a life of its own. It's, it's almost been freed from its, its biblical place and flown off into the world on its own. It's one of those pieces of literature, of poetry, that, that people who even have no interest in church or religion at all know, and they see it, they recognize it. They know these words, right? Psalm 23 is this beautiful thing that kind of has a life of its own. And what we were talking about is that lots of people, especially older people, and even when they have been robbed of most of their memories and their sense of who they are, will oftentimes be able to recite the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd and from there on. And, and it's one of these sort of remarkable things that kind of gets into our minds. And, and for lots of people, it's so deeply in there that almost nothing can shake it free, which is to say that the memory of this thing has shaped them in some way, perhaps that we don't even understand. And while I was talking to my colleague, she said, you know, I don't know if younger people will be able to do that. Will they hold on to Psalm 23 because they, they may never have encountered it before? And I said, well, I suspect that people our age, so my colleague and I are the same age, we're both 52, I said, when we are, you know, in the memory care unit, we'll probably remember the theme song, The Gilligan's Island, right? Because everyone, you know, within 10 years of my age can sing the theme song to Gilligan's Island, right? Those poor seven people on a three-hour trip that turns into years and years and years of eating coconut cream pie made by Marianne. I don't know how they bake, but anyway, I digress. And so, you know, in thinking about this, I, I think that she's probably perhaps right, which I think is kind of a shame because, because the psalm and all of the scriptures are part of this amazing treasure that has been passed down from generation to generation for a hundred generations or more that has formed people, that has has deeply rooted itself in their very beings, in their memories, and so works itself out in their lives. And we've somehow not been able to pass that on in the way that, that I think many of us probably would have hoped. And I don't think it's a hopeless situation, but we find ourselves in a difficult spot. But, but I think one of the problems is that we have treated a lot of the treasures of the church, our scriptures, our tradition, our songs, our liturgy, as grandma's china, right? It's this beautiful stuff, and we have it stacked away somewhere, probably in a box with pieces of tissue paper in between each one, and we never, ever get it out. And I think that we would probably be better served if we just took grandma's china out of the cabinet and used it for our everyday stuff. And sure, we may lose a cup here and there, but, but the beauty of having that before us every day, I think would more than make up for whatever lost pieces of China uh, we might have. And I think that our traditions, especially our Bible stories, are the same way. 
that they shouldn't be locked up in a book that's on the bookshelf somewhere that, that we never take down, but that we should take it out regularly and eat on it every day and partake of, of these stories so that so the things like the 23rd Psalm and the stories of Jesus become our very own, that they inhabit us deeply. And I think that that's the, that's the value of the scriptural stories for us. And it's not that, that we have to take them all as like literal truth, that we can engage with them critically. But when, when we read about Jesus in the Gospels, almost every word that Jesus speaks is a quotation from some other piece of Scripture. That Jesus is so deeply rooted in these stories that they, they color how he interacts and sees the world. And as followers of Jesus, I, I'm, you know, I've been preaching for a while now, even before I got here, that the way to be a Christian person is to model your life after Jesus's, to do the things that Jesus did so that we can become more Jesus-like. And when we become more Jesus-like, we discover that we are more closely aligned with the will of God for our lives. And so, just like Jesus did, I think it is good for us to, to sort of root ourselves in the scriptural stories, to, to take out our Bibles and engage with them and read them and, and understand the metaphors they use and the perspective that they have so that we have a deeper understanding of God's work in the world and an easier ability to recognize it because we've seen it in these stories. We've incorporated that in our lives and now we, we see it unfolding in the world around us. But also, I think that when we are, are rooted in these stories, we are participating in using this great treasure that we've been handed. Just like that china, it's, it's made for everyday use. It's not something special that we only engage with on a Sunday or at Christmas and Easter or some special event but it's the stuff that, that makes everyday life more beautiful, more engaging, more connected with our past, more connected with the traditions of which we are a part. And so Jesus says to us that he is the good shepherd and that we hear his voice. And one of the most important ways that we hear Jesus' voice is through immersing ourselves in the gospel stories, in the scriptural stories, and understanding this, this book that is at the center of our faith. It's not our faith, but it is this collection of stories that have resonated with God's people for centuries and that can inform and shape our lives in important ways. And so to hear Jesus' voice, I would encourage all of us to to re-engage again with the stories that Jesus himself tells, with the words of God as transmitted through our traditions so that we can be rooted in a place from which we can see the world anew, which is one of the first steps in beginning to change the world, to see it as God sees it in all its beauty and glory. 
and to respond to that with love. Amen.